0: Good afternoon and welcome to the PokeVolt Podcast. Today we have back Titan from his cruise. Hey
1: everyone, glad to be back. Uh, today we have a special bonus Volt Tapes episode for you. We have fifth place contestant from the Hartford Regional Championship, Kyle Livinghouse. Kyle, if you would please give everybody just like a brief VGC history.
2: Hi everyone, my name is Kyle Livinghouse. I started playing VGC in about 2015 after watching 2014 Worlds and being like a casual Pokemon fan, I played a lot online during t- like VGC 2015 on the ladder. And I went to my first event back in 2016 at the Philadelphia Regional because it's pretty much where I'm from. Um, since then, I like had my breakout and I got 10th place at NAIC in 2018. And since I've qualified for the last three World Championships and uh, I've top cut. 8 regionals along the way and 1 international too so it's been a fun ride and really excited to be on the podcast today and talk about some
0: Pokemon Making Day 2 cut is huge it's like a huge goal of mine um, as a new VDC competitor what is it like competing on a Day 2 of a regional?
2: So I think um, competing during Day 2 can feel a lot different depending on like what your goals are and how long you've been competing um, like my first Day 2 was NIC 2018 and i was just really happy to be there but i was also sweating very nervous i couldn't sleep um it was it was honestly a pretty bad experience but it was one that you have to have um like with time and experience um you you eventually get there and it's just good um you want to have those games in day two it's another level of competition pushing for that cut is really a huge adrenaline rush and uh yeah day two is just it's an enhanced version, and it's really cool that we all of our regionals are this structure now. It used to be just the internationals that would hit the numbers, um, but now that the regionals can feel the same, it's just a whole new level of competition, and it's a lot more fun, honestly.
0: Yeah, it is really exciting. Coming into NAIC, I think, now the numbers that have been put out, we hit the number for there to be like the top 200, correct?
2: Um, It'll depend on no-shows and other divisions. We'd have to hit 800. Uh, I feel like we're on the bubble, but we'll have to see when we get there, I guess.
0: Okay, that would be be really cool, especially being... uh, This is my first NAIC uh, International Championship ever, so I'm very excited um, to see the format, you know, to be playing on Friday, and then day two to be on Saturday is something I've never experienced
2: yeah it's a it's a better format honestly i like having um just because you get to see the finals on the third day like that's always just a spectacle um the internet's like layout is just a bigger venue um it's just more hype more on the line like you can't ask for better
1: so 2022 secaucus regional is placing top five and now top five at hartford uh so how was it adjusting from like dynamax to Terra for you
2: I would say that Dynamax is probably like one of my weaker formats. So adjusting from Dynamax to Terra hasn't been so bad because Terra feels like more like pre-Dynamax to me. It feels more like real Pokemon. Dynamax felt pretty much like fake Pokemon, I won't lie. So um, it really, my roots in playing 2015, 2016, 17, 18, and 19, all those years of uh, no Dynamax, like just those doubles fundamentals, um really got me uh used to like what we're at with the terra format i think it's not too big of an adjustment for me honestly i struggled a lot more in dynamax i went to a bunch of regionals and that uh secaucus result was the really only good one i had the whole year so um i'm happy with the new mechanic and where i'm at with terra it's a lot more fun and i feel a lot more consistent
0: yeah, that's something I've noticed with Dynamax too. Kind of how you said, like it felt like a fake Pokemon. Um, I've been a Pokemon player my entire life, and I've always kind of, you know, been on Showdown, OU, and double battles. And the when Dynamax came in, it was something that like I had to hard adjust to that. And then kind of like you mentioned with Terra, it really did feel like Pokemon again. And that was something that was like a fresh of breath air to me because there was so many things to learn with Dynamax that it would stop you know or prevention of certain things and then stat buffs on certain moves Um, so there was a lot to it and i do think that that's a very cool point i've never thought about it like that taking it back to that fundamental core of your skill set
1: i feel like i'm one of the only people that really loved dynamax like i loved dynamax
2: Don't get me wrong, I didn't mind it, honestly. <laughs> I just prefer every other format. I love all Pokemon, but, like, Dynamax has got to be, like, a lower tier for me. And there are some Dynamax formats where I enjoyed sometimes, but, like, the Legendaries, like, with Series 12, it just was, like, a little bit too much. Um, but, you know, there are still some fun teams and still had some fun runs, but overall I prefer a lot of the o- other formats that we've had.
0: With that. Uh, so, prepping and going into NAIC... Uh, do you expect heavy swings in the meta with reg C having so much time to develop? I, I feel like I've seen kind of like a cycle wheel going around where teams that were good in the beginning of reg C will kind of like pick back up again. Uh, so do you see a hard swing coming into NAIC or do you think that it kind of balances out to some of the teams that we've been seeing that are strong?
2: Sure. So I think at the start of the format, we saw a lot of the talents teams being very successful and, um, and then I think it took a few weeks, a few events, um, like since EUIC basically, for people to, like figure out, okay, how are we gonna tackle these Palance teams? Like they're just so strong individually, um, and so many people are running this team. Like I just have to go in with a good matchup, and that's why you see teams like Snow starting to pop up, and teams like even like Joyx9's Sun team is pretty good into into Palance. I wouldn't say to the same degree as Snow, um, but like both of those weather teams. Uh, really thrive into Palance, so I think a lot of the meta development was just based around that. And you saw with uh, Malmo Regionals, there's only like one or two palafins in like all of Day 2 of that European Regional last weekend, which is just crazy because all the palafin hate, it just converted terribly. Um, So I think it will cycle back where everyone's using Snow and all these other teams, um, and you see Palance not do so well, and now people stop respecting it as much. And then, all of a sudden, Palance might become good again. And it's kind of just like a cycle, like you were saying. Um, yeah, so, I think, I think, I think we'll see a mix of everything.
0: Yeah, I think there's been some sleeper picks on Palafin. I've seen the team kind of change a little bit. And I know Tang has been one that's been very good at, like, kind of very small shifting the Palance team to make it work for him. Uh, I, I And I think you're right with that, like, sleeper pick, you know, that people will stop respecting it. And then he'll slowly kind of pick back up. And I think if, as we've seen, this Chi Yu bundle core that's floating around and then the ice core that you're talking about. Um, today on Showdown alone, probably the four matchups that I hated facing were the Helping Hand under the snow with a Blizzard. It's just so powerful. I mean, even on a fire resist, I think it was on a Garchomp, I took almost 70% health with a Fire Terra. So seeing that amount of damage is something that I know that that's a team that that core has been around since season two, but now it's really being changed with the introduction of Chi Yu and then, you know, what's currently
1: good in the meta. Okay. Uh, so, Kyle, we've been asking everybody who's come onto the podcast pretty much what do you think the format is going to be for Worlds?
2: Um, I don't know if this is like a good guess, um, but I would love for it to be Walking Wake and Iron Leaves just added on the Regulation C, because I think it wouldn't shake it up too much to make, like, the teams matter so much, like, because if you introduce, like like, so many new Pokémon, it's kind of just like a toss-up and you don't really know what's good and then, like, a lot of people are just gonna go into worlds with, like, a bad team and really have no shot but you definitely want to spice it up just a little bit for the the audience, right? Like the stream will be really hype if it's like a new format. So I think Walking Wake and Iron Leaves, mostly Walking Wake is the the good one from what I've heard, but like just adding those would spice it up just enough while keeping it pretty close to Reg C so that the competitors will be able to like prepare amply. Um, So I'm rooting for that. I hope it's that. I don't have any good reason why. I don't have any inside information from TPCI, but I'm rooting for
1: that. Yeah, I think I would agree. I'd like that format. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, like you said, it wouldn't shake things up too much and players will be able to actually prep a little bit for it. But, I mean, I think they have, like, it's like a month and a half after NAIC, before Worlds-ish. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm
0: excited to see when they do decide to announce, like, the the format and like what is accepted i'm excited to see when they choose to do that if it'll be closer to worlds or if it'll be like immediately after naic or maybe at naic because i know that they've been they have been using the regional championships as like a buffer because there's more attention on pokemon so they may make an announcement closer to the date of naic itself
2: yeah i'd be done for that
0: Uh, I do want I do want to put in real quick just because I love saying it to everyone uh, the Palutena prologue format. I hope to God that that is not what we get. I just still feel like there's that backdoor chance of the two box legendaries that they would love to have on the yeah. world stage. Um, I I told this to Titan before, but I feel like it's a very good advertisement for Scarlet and Violet itself, being you know almost close to a year in the DLC coming out. So if people haven't bought the game, to have the box legendaries on a world stage and to be advertising in that respects of, you know, all the Pokemon that were originally in the the decks for Scarlet and Violet, um, I, I think there's a good chance. I just hope that that's not it.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I think that you can do stuff like we'll probably have the game for like three years of Worlds, so you can mix in some of that other stuff later.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Kyle. I really appreciate you giving us the time to talk to us today and you know, give our uh, community this little short and sweet bonus tapes here. Uh, is there anything that you would like to say to the community while we have you on the show?
2: Sure. Um, I'd like to thank anyone who said hi to me and supported me during Hartford, of course. Um, a lot of people said hi, um, went out for... Uh, some some drinks after with a bunch of people who met a lot of faces um, made it a really fun event. Wouldn't want to really play the game without the friends, honestly. Because um, when your run goes bad and everyone's run goes bad, sometimes it's good to have fallback and have other fun things to do. Like you know, the whole the whole weekend um, to be predicated on Pokemon. Because then when the Pokemon goes poorly and out of your control, like you don't want that to ruin your weekend. But my weekend was double fun because the Pokemon went well and everyone outside the event was just awesome last weekend. It was a well-run event and I had a really good time. Um, thanks to you guys for having me on here too. It's been a blast.
1: Wow, thank you for coming on, man. Like We really appreciate having such like a strong competitor come on and support our growing little podcast.
0: We really look forward to it. Kind of like you said, we've had that experience too You know where our first two regionals this year... You know, the first one in, you never do very well unless you're Justin Tang. So, the three and five, and then into Charlotte to turn around to five and four for most of our gang, and then some of us six three, and then even one of our best friends, Darius, made it into day two at uh, Charlotte. So, I kind of that you saying that about the friends has been the big thing about the community that has really pulled me back into Pokemon itself is how welcoming everyone has been, and just the, the friend network has helped me not only in Pokemon. But in my own personal life and my goals, the networking has just been unreal. Um, But Kyle, thanks again for being on the show. Uh, Titan, glad to have you back. And we will have our regular episode up this Sunday. Thanks for tuning in.